For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, from Genesis to Revelation. This is part 10 of the series. In the book, the Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 957, the Midrash Rabbah is an Orthodox Jewish commentary on the Bible. It says, what purpose will the royal Messiah come or the King Messiah? And what will he do? He will come to assemble the exiles of Israel. In the book, I await his coming every day, written by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson on page 18. Here, he is quoting or making a reference from Mishnah Torah as compiled and put together by Moses Maimonides. Moses Maimonides was a rabbi of the Middle Ages and he took Jewish law and categorized it by different subjects and brought the law regarding those subjects together in one document. The name of this document is known as Mishnah Torah. If you actually actually get Mishnah Torah today. It's in about 27 volumes. And one of the subjects is the laws of the kings because the Messiah is a king of Israel within the laws of the kings in Mishnah Torah. In chapter 11 of the laws of the kings is what Rabbi Schneerson is making a reference to here on page 18 of his book, I Await His Coming Every Day. And in quoting Maimonides and Mishnah Torah and the laws of the kings, he says... If a king will arise from the house of David, and if he does various tasks, including gathering the exiles of Israel, he is definitely the Messiah. Not might, not maybe. He's definitely the Messiah. The Messiah is the one who gathers or unites the exiles of Israel. In the book, the Messiah text by Raphael Patai on page 321, he explains that one of the daily prayers that is prayed in traditional Judaism three times a day is a prayer for the coming of the Messiah in the end of the exile or the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. The prayer is the 10th prayer of the Amidah known as the standing prayers and the prayer reads as following blow the great shofar for our freedom and lift up a banner to gather our exiles and gather us from the four 
corners of the earth. Blessed are you, O Lord, who gathers the banished of your people, Israel. And explaining these prayers, Raphael Patai on page 321 states the following. The request for redemption. Now, the redemption is the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel and the Messianic age, which is associated with the coming of the Messiah, are a part of the Amidah, or the standing prayers, popularly referred to as the 18 benedictions, which together with the Shema, or Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, is regarded as the most important and significant of the daily Jewish prayers, and it's recited three times a day. In the book, A Matter of Return by Raphael Eisenberg, on page 130, he explains, citing Rabbi Arbabanel, that the return of the ten tribes, that is the northern kingdom, that is Ephraim, because Ephraim was the leading tribe of the northern kingdom, or the house of Joseph, or Samaria, or alternative names of the northern kingdom, that the return of the ten tribes at the time of the redemption, or the messianic era, is one of the principles of Jewish faith. And this is quoted from Mashmia Yeshua, the fourth principle of faith. John chapter 10, Yeshua is answering a question of the Pharisees, who are Jews, at the end of John chapter 9, wherein they ask of him, are we blind? John chapter 10 is Yeshua's answer to their question, are we blind? And here in the book of John, twice, the first being in John chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, Yeshua himself says that he's going to die on the tree to unite the 12 tribes of Israel. Then this thought is repeated in John chapter 11, verses 49 through 52. So twice in the book of John, we are told that Yeshua died on the tree to unite the 12 tribes of Israel. Do you realize that I started going to church when I was five years of age? And I have faithfully attended church over the years and I have sought to the best of my heart to try to understand and follow the Bible. So I have heard lots and lots of sermons over the years, not only in church, but through those who have radio and TV ministries and by going to Christian books, etc., do you realize in all of that information, I have never heard one sermon ever in church or on the radio or on TV that Yeshua died on the tree to unite the 12 tribes of Israel, yet it is stated twice in the book of John. In John chapter 10 verse 14, Yeshua said to the Pharisees or the Jews, I am the good shepherd. When Yeshua was stating that he is the good shepherd, he was making a reference or an allusion to those places that speak about the good shepherd and the role of the good shepherd. And one of them is in Ezekiel in chapter 34. In Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 1 through 10, there's a condemnation against the shepherds of Israel who instead of gathering the sheep, they are scattering the sheep. What is the message to gather the lost sheep of Israel? It's proclaiming Yeshua the Messiah and returning to his Torah. 
But instead of doing that, they're scattering the sheep. As a result, in Ezekiel chapter 34, then it says, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places where they are scattered in the cloudy and dark day. So the good shepherd who is going to gather his sheepfold is Yahweh Elohim. And when is he going to do it? In the cloudy and dark day. The cloudy and dark day is a reference to the tribulation period. This is telling us that the 12 tribes of Israel are going to be gathered during the period of time known as Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7. And to the Jewish mindset, Jacob's trouble is called the Hevle Shamashiach or the birth pains of the Messiah. Going back to John chapter 10 verse 14 when Yeshua said that he is the good shepherd, he was by making that statement declaring that he is the Messiah, that he's the one that gathers the exiles of Israel and he is Yahweh Elohim. There's a prophecy about the good shepherd of Israel in Psalm in chapter 80 and verse 1. It is written, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. Who's the shepherd of Israel? It's Yeshua. He said in John chapter 10, verse 14, I am the good shepherd. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. You that lead Joseph or Ephraim or the house of Israel or the northern kingdom, you that lead Joseph corporately like a flock. Because you see, there has always been a remnant of Judah or the southern kingdom or the Jewish people who have believed in Yeshua. But corporately, Joseph is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. John chapter 10 and verse 16, Yeshua then speaks to the Pharisees or the Jews and says these words, Other sheep I have, not other sheep I will have after I die and they believe I'm the Messiah. At the time that he's speaking these words, before he dies on the tree, he is stating that he has another sheepfold besides the sheepfold that he's speaking to which is the Pharisees, which are the Jews, he already has another sheepfold. Well, how can he have two sheepfolds before he dies? The only reason and the only way that he can is if he is in covenant relationship with him, meaning that he must be the lawgiver at Mount Sinai and he must be the bridegroom that entered into marriage relationship at Mount Sinai. John chapter 10, verse 16, other sheep I have which are not of this fold. In other words, they're not Jewish. They're not the house of Judah. Them also I must bring. Well, who would that other sheepfold be? It would be the northern kingdom. It would be the house of Joseph. It would be Ephraim. It would be the house of Israel. And they will hear my voice. Now, hearing his voice means one of two things. It means that they will believe that he is the Messiah, but it also means that they will not only believe he is the Messiah, but they will follow his Torah. Because the phrase, hearing my voice, is the phrase phrase that was said at Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice or hear my voice, what is that? That means following the Torah. Yeshua is explaining to Pharisees or Jews that he has another sheepfold that's not them. That would be the northern kingdom. And they will hear his voice. They will believe that he's the Messiah and they will ultimately follow his Torah. And that 
there will then be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore, Yeshua said there's two sheepfolds. That's going to be one sheepfold and there's going to be one shepherd over them. Who is that shepherd? He said it was himself. He said, I am the good shepherd. And that the other sheepfold, that would be the northern kingdom, is going to believe that he's the Messiah and going to ultimately follow his Torah. And stating that he has, before he dies on the tree, two sheepfolds that's going to become one sheepfold. He then says, John chapter 10, verse 17, therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life. Why is he stating that he's laying down his life? He's stating that he's laying down his life to take two sheepfolds and to make them one, or in other words, to unite the 12 tribes of Israel. This is repeated in John in chapter 11, wherein Caiaphas, the high priest, prophesies in John chapter 11 and verse 51, the following, this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. What nation is Caiaphas prophesying that Yeshua would die for? It is the house of Judah or the Jewish people. Because if we read the next verse, John chapter 11, verse 52, it says, and not for that nation only. So how many nations is Yeshua dying for? He's dying for that nation, but not that nation only. So he's dying for two different nations. Who are these two nations? John 11, verse 52, that he would gather together in one, the children of God scattered abroad. So who are two nations that are the children of God that are scattered abroad and who are to become one nation from the two nations? The two nations would be Northern Kingdom and Southern Kingdom. The Northern Kingdom, the house of Israel, the house of Joseph or Ephraim, and the Southern Kingdom being the house of Judah. So it is stated here that Yeshua is dying on the tree to unite the 12 tribes of Israel. What if you are a believer in Yeshua from the nations of the world? Well, in Ephesians in chapter 2 and verse 12, it says that if you're without Messiah, you are an alien from the commonwealth of Israel and an alien from the covenants of promise. But in Messiah, you are a part of the commonwealth of Israel and you are a part of the covenant of promise. So by being a believer in Yeshua, since it's his role to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel, given that he is the Messiah and to make a new covenant with them, the new covenant was made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. If you are one who are not physically descended from the 12 tribes, if you are from the nations, then you become a part of Messiah's covenant family by being adopted or grafted in. And when you're adopted and grafted in, you become a partaker of the covenants of promise, wherein it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, that if you are Messiah's or if you're Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and you are an heir of what was promised to Abraham. Well, what was told Abraham that his descendants would be scattered in the nations of the world, but ultimately they would be regathered by the Messiah. This promise is outlined in the Torah in Deuteronomy in chapter 30 and verses 1 through 5. We are now going to see, given the fact that Yeshua died on the tree to unite the 12 tribes of Israel, we're going to see how his earthly ministry is related and associated with his role to gather the exiles of Israel. In order to get a background to understand this, we need to realize that the first of the exiles of any of the 12 tribes 
took place in the Galilee area by the Assyrians of the Northern Kingdom. This is outlined and given to us in 2 Kings chapter 15 and verse 29 where it is written, In the days of Peacock, king of Israel, came Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and he took various cities captive, including Gilead and Galilee, which is in the land of Naphtali, and he carried them captive to Assyria. In the Jewish writings, we have this regarding the significance of the taking of the northern kingdom from the Galilee. That from this, in the Jewish writings, they believe that the Messiah will appear in the Galilee. Said Rabbi Simeon, at the time when the dead will be awakened and be in readiness for the resurrection in the Holy Land, legions upon legions will arise on the soil of Galilee as it is there that the Messiah is destined to reveal himself. Why is the Messiah going to reveal himself in the Galilee? Well, he goes on to say, for that is the portion of Joseph, or the northern kingdom, and it was the first part of the Holy Land to be destroyed, and it was destroyed by the Assyrians, and it was there that the exile of Israel and their dispersion among the nations began, as the scripture says in Amos chapter 6, verse 6, but they are not grieved for the hurt of Joseph. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson in volume 2 and page 119, he explains the expectation that the King Messiah will be revealed in the Galilee. When Yeshua had his earthly ministry, it was centered in the Galilee area. Why? Because Yeshua was making a declaration that he is the Messiah and he was going to go to that spot where the northern kingdom was first taken captivity and he was going to show that he was going to restore that which was broken. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 12, it is written, Now when Yeshua had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into the Galilee. In Isaiah in chapter 9, in verses 1 and 2, there is a prophecy that the next captivity of the Assyrians from the initial one that took place, that it is going to be much more severe than the initial taking. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 and 2 speaks of this. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation when at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. That was in the initial taking in 2 Kings chapter 15 and verse 29. And afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness. What does it mean to walk in darkness? Well, it means you're not walking in the light. But what in the Bible is defined as being light? In Proverbs, in chapter 6 and verse 23, it is written, For the commandment is a lamp, and the Torah is light. The people that walked in darkness is the northern kingdom. They walked in darkness because they departed from Torah. They broke the covenant. And the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Who is this great light? It is Yeshua the Messiah. Why is he a great light? Because he's not only the Messiah, but he is also the 
living Torah, and the Torah is called light. And then they that, that dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, the land of the shadow of death is the places of exile in the nations of the world. Those that dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has light shined. This is what is quoted after it states in Matthew in chapter 4 and verse 12 that Yeshua departed into the Galilee. And then it says in verse 14 that the reason why this happened is that it would be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Now quoting Isaiah chapter 9 in verses 1 and 2 that the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, that the people that is the northern kingdom or the ten tribes which sat in darkness that they departed from Torah, they broke the covenant, saw great light that is the Messiah, the living Torah and to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, that is exile in the nations light is sprung up, that is Messiah to bring restoration and redemption to the northern kingdom. In the Galilee area, the city in the Galilee where Messiah's ministry was headquartered was in Capernaum. Capernaum is made up of two Hebrew words, Kafar Nahum, which means the village of comfort. Comfort is a code word that describes the redemption of the 12 tribes of Israel. Let's see how comfort is associated with the end of the exile. Jeremiah in chapter 31 in verse 10, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel, the one that scattered Israel is the lawgiver, the bridegroom, it is Yeshua the Messiah, will gather him. The Messiah will gather the exiles of Israel and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Jeremiah 31 verse 13 says, I will turn their mourning into joy. The mourning is the exile. The joy is the end of the exile. And I will come them. The comforting of the exiles of Israel is ending their exile. There is a prophecy regarding the exiles of Israel that there will be those who will be sent for them. Jeremiah chapter 16, beginning in verse 14, it is written, Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, it will no more be said, the Lord lives that brought up the children of Israel, the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives that brought the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he has driven them. And I will bring them again into the land that I gave to the fathers. The subject is gathering the exiles of Israel. Then it says how this is going to happen in verse 16. Behold, I will send for many fishers, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. So here's a prophecy that fishermen will be sent out to the exiles of Israel. This is why that among Yeshua's 12 disciples were those who were fishermen and this is what he said to them in Mark in chapter 1 and verse 17. Come after me or follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew in chapter 4 and verse 18 it is written and Yeshua walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren Peter and 
Andrew, casting a net in the sea. They were fishers. He says, follow me. And what I will do if you follow me is I will teach you, I will train you to be fishers of men. Well, it says that going after the exiles of Israel in Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 16, you're going to fish for them. Why is this terminology used that you're going to fish for the exiles of Israel? That is because in the blessing that is given to Ephraim and Manasseh in Genesis in chapter 48 and verse 16, that in their blessing, it is said of them that they will multiply as fish. Well, that's going to conclude part 10 of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.